Welcome to Soul Sisters on the Run podcast. I'm Keisha and Sabrina. And today we have another exciting conversation to share with you all. During our runs, we talk about a variety of topics. Today, we would like to share our thoughts and opinions from our latest run. Take a listen, enjoy, and let us know what you think. Please feel free to provide feedback on our Facebook page. Also during our runs, we always reflect and express moments of gratitude. We ask that you start your day by doing the same. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Soul Sisters on a Run podcast. I'm your host, Keisha. And Sabrina's here. And we have a very special episode today. Um, well, this is June and we wanted to celebrate and honor and talk to some of our fellow Run brothers and sisters out here that are, some are beginners, some mm-hmm. are veterans. <laughs> right. So um, I'll let Sabrina introduce our guest to you. Okay. Well, welcome everyone. We have three guests. Like Keisha stated, we have Alan Brazil, who is our veteran marathoner. Um, And we have Remy Merez, who is our first timer marathoner. Then we have Melinda DuBose, who's training for her very first marathon. So we just want to get a perspective from each one um, just to see about your journey, things you've learned and share some insights for Melinda and all those other people who are listening who are doing their first marathon or even if they're not doing their first marathon you know you can never can always learn something new so I just want to just kind of tell our guests about you all I'll start with Melinda Melinda is a teacher wife mother of two Um, she loves staying healthy and fit Um, she's been active pretty much most of her life. She started out as a lifeguard, so she has a love for swimming, and then got into running in her 20s, um, and then started biking more um, for fitness and not just leisurely. Um, And then she completed her first triathlon this year. So congratulations, Melinda, yay. Uh, And she plans on doing another triathlon later this year. So she's always wanted to do a full marathon. um, So she just decided to enter Chicago marathons and to see what happened. Um, she said if she makes it, it was meant to be, if not next time. So she made it. And so she will be training for the Chicago Marathon. Congratulations. And then next we have Remy Merez. I'm sorry. Um, she's a co-founder and CEO of Zella Life, coaching on demand platform, bridging the diversity gap and personal and professional development. Zella Life is on a mission to create an equal playing field for talented individuals of color by connecting them with high quality, qualified coaches with similar culture backgrounds and experiences. Um, She's a natural born track and field athlete. She transitioned to long distance running with the Good Vibes Track Club in Los Angeles. And recently, like I stated recently, uh, completed her first full marathon and she's done five half marathons. She's also passionate in golfing and a lifelong learner on a quest for self-mastery, mind, body, soul alignment. And in her spare time, you can find her running and eating her way through the streets of LA. I like that. Running and eating, those those my thing. Um, And then lastly, we have Alan Brazil, like we stated. He's our veteran marathoner. He's been running since 2010. He joined Men Run These Streets uh, shortly after its founding in uh, 2013. 
Um, Allen also serves as leadership positions in both MRDS um, and Black Chicago Runners and on the board of director and serves as administrator for both of those organizations' uh, Facebook pages. Um, he sees his roles as supporting and encouraging, recognizing, informing, and coordinating the activities of the members in his running community. Additionally, he focused on celebrating accomplishments of runners as well as their birthdays, um, which he memorializes via picture collages, videos, and congratulatory messages. And we do, we love those videos. Thank you, Alan. Uh, he does a great job. Alan has run 10 marathons, including the last seven Chicago marathons for his sponsor, sponsoring charity, Autism Speaks, and most re recently, the 2021 Philadelphia Marathon. He was featured in an article in Wall Street Journal in August of 2020, as he prepared for running two virtual marathons that, um, that fall during the height, that, well, it was during the height of COVID. Um, and then back, uh, Alan is, holds a bachelor's degree in science and accounting from the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, where he pledged Kappa Alpha Psi and met his future wife, Adrian, with whom he has two daughters, Erin and Ryan. Um, and so we're going to talk more about that because, Alan, you have a lot going on. You know, you're on <laughs> boards, like you're on the, the MRDS and BCR um, page. So we're going to talk some more how definitely about like, and I guess that's where we can start. How do you balance all of that? Because I didn't, and I still didn't even read all of your bio, but we'll be on our social media. <laughs> Take too long. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you balance that? You're a husband, you're a father, you're in these organizations, you're on boards, and then your career, and then you're training for marathons. How do you balance all of that? Uh, well, I, I think balance is a challenge at all times, but uh, I can say all the things that I do are labors of love. Mm -hmm. um, so. You know, they're all fun to me. Um, I just find time for, to do all those things. And uh, some of those things I just kind of get pulled into. And so I just kind of adjust. But uh, all of those things I do, I, I look forward to and they're a pleasure to do. So. Okay. What has your what has your run journey taught you? Because you've done so, so many marathons. Well, I guess over time, I've kind of learned the value of a running community supporting you the first two and a half years I ran pretty much by myself and I didn't see many black runners out there and now um, we've got this fantastic community that really supports you um, that has supported me through my journey from um, being a conscientious objector to marathons to running 10 of them and, and that being my favorite race now so you know I try to give back and try to encourage other people to run marathons and you know, try to give as much advice and encouragement, you know, from day one to through the race and, and afterwards, mm -hmm. because it is such a big accomplishment. Uh, it, it takes a lot. Um, it, you know, my, I remember my doctor when I was running my first marathon, it hurt my knee because I made a really bad mistake late in the se late in training season, but I was okay. But I remember he mm -hmm. said something to me that really stuck with me. He said, you know, when you step to that start line, you've already won. You know, you, mm -hmm. you've already done it mm -hmm. because you, you know, really you look at a marathon it's 26.2 miles but really a marathon that last part the actual marathon is really a very small part of many many miles of training and, and hours mm -hmm. of dedication and commitment that is so true and now remy since you just completed your first marathon what would you say what have you learned or what has the training taught you in life or training um in your training journey yeah, the training part really is about discipline. Mm -hmm. 
and commitment and honoring that commitment, you know, for yourself really and truly. And if you can, if you can do that, that transcends into all areas of your life, you know, Mm -hmm. personally and professionally. Right. Um, And similar, you know, for me, the actual act of running itself, like, I don't really enjoy it that much. (laughs) (laughs) And and like you said, you know, you read in my bio, Mm -hmm. uh, I run to support my foodie habit. I mean, right. <laughs> seriously, otherwise I, I'd be 800 pounds. Um, <laughs> so, um, the joining a running club is the differentiator mm-hmm. because you're part of a community and, you know, I played sports my whole life. So being part of a running club and competing, mm-hmm. being part of a team and then competing the, the actual act of competition is what I miss. Okay. so much from playing organized sports. So for me, that's the best part that I'm training with the team. It's a performance-based club. So it mm-hmm. is all about improving your performance. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, actual race day is just, it's just incredible. And, and I tell people running that marathon, I was the person. So all the people that are listening and said, I'll never, ever run a marathon. That was me up mm-hmm. until last <laughs> up until last November. Right. And I was out supporting, you know, I was doing cruise support mm-hmm. for our club members that were running LA marathon. And then the other half were running New York. Cause it was all on the same day. Oh, okay. And, and so I'm out there supporting the team. And at the same time, they're posting all this video and pictures, you know, from New York. Mm-hmm. And I just got caught up in the hype. <laughs> <laughs> and I had total FOMO mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, hell no. I got to be, up <laughs> I want some of this. I want some right. of this. And I literally went and signed up like the next day. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh crap, what did I do? You know, when the, training, remorse. <laughs> when the training started. But here, here, my journey in the training piece, um, even though I was running with the club, because mm-hmm. everybody most, well, everybody in my pace group have either ran LA or New York. Mm-hmm. And so then they bypassed LA marathon because it was back in normal schedule mm-hmm. for COVID. Mm-hmm. It was March or April. And so even though I was running with the club and training, I was actually training by myself because there was nobody in my pace group running with me. Oh, And then the other piece of it was I had COVID last summer, which took me out of racing in the fall Mm -hmm. and I had long hauler issues Mm. and I actually now have asthma as a result of COVID. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. And so training in the cold, Mm -hmm. like really aggravated it. And so for the most, I would say pretty much the whole training season, I couldn't take a deep breath. Mm. So I was actually exerting more energy because I'm just constantly taking short breaths. Right. right. And mm-hmm. So it, there was no enjoyment, enjoyment whatsoever mm-hmm. in that training season. It was mentally very, very tough. Wow. And, um, I, I still wanted to quit so many times because it was just physically 
difficult for me and very lonely. So mm-hmm. from a training perspective, I would say that it really um, just leveled me up in ways that I didn't even know possible. And for those, you know, that are in leadership roles or, you know, have your own businesses, there's a certain amount of loneliness in leadership. Mm-hmm. And it just got me more comfortable with being alone with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Do now, think, Melinda. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I was no, going to say, ahead. do you think you'll do another marathon? Um, so, that, you know, running that marathon was the most exhilarating and horrific thing that I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Equally both, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and I can share this a little bit later, but it was a very, some very physical energetic things happened to me while I was running mm-hmm. that makes me want to do one more okay. in um, New York or Chicago. Um, but mm-hmm. New York first, because I heard it's the energy is like literally from mile one to mile 26. Mm-hmm. Right. Keisha can speak on that. Yes. Yeah, energy. And so for me, I was getting this shot of adrenaline every time someone yelled my name or my club name. Mm -hmm. And it was a very physical experience for me because I do feel energy. Mm -hmm. Um, I take on energy a lot. And so that was like, wow. And so I just want to do it from the people energy perspective to see what that feel like in New York. Well, definitely do New York because you will probably PR the energy is out of this world. Right. They are, it's, it's an amazing group of people. Yeah, I've heard it's incredible. And that's exactly what happened. Every time I got that adrenaline rush, I literally took off like a jackrabbit and was mm-hmm. sprinting. <laughs> practically, right? It was wild. It was wild. Yeah, I experienced that when I, I've only done two marathons. I'm not as great as Alan, not even <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> Or Alan even has us all being a mini uh, triathlete. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I did New York, I I didn't even realize I was running into mile 20. And I'm like, oh crap, I've been running. <laughs> it out of my head. And I had to talk myself up, like, you can still do it. It's only six more miles left. But because of what you're saying, like Remy, the energy and they knew how to pronounce my name because my name isn't spelled <laughs> um, phonetically, I guess, correct for people to pronounce it. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. So I would definitely recommend yeah. that one is it's an amazing um, race to do. But I wanted to ask you, Melinda, would you, with this being your first race, what training program are you, are you using? Uh, so I started doing um, CARA, Chicago Area Runners Association. Uh, we actually just started last, well, I started with them last week. Um, just like it's for pacing um, and just the support, I guess, throughout the season uh, to be going. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides my mushroom. You said what? How do you feel about training? Are you probably in your second or third of training now? Or what is it now? Uh, this is week three. We, we're on week three right now. Um, 
I feel good. I mean, I, I, I have to keep saying to myself, it's just week three, you know, taste yourself. Um, don't, you know, don't get injured. I'm just trying to like keep encouraging myself to keep going, even when I get blisters and other stuff. So yeah, I'm it's it's gonna be a journey. I'm I'm preparing <laughs> my mind for it. <laughs> Oh, I think we lost Keisha. But one thing, like like you said, mentally, the marathon is a mental. It's not just physical, but yeah. it, it is also mental. So, because you know, you start asking yourself those life questions. But honestly, mm-hmm. I think training, like Remy said, training is, in my opinion, harder than the actual race because mm-hmm. you get caught up in the excitement, the energy. You know, like people call your name. You know, people have the signs. So you know, that just makes, it's just fun. And so it kind of distracts you from the physical aspect of it. So if, if you stick to your training, um, you'll be okay. But the training, you know, the training, yeah, it's it's mentally yeah, it's, exhausting. It's like I'm worried about the training, but I'm not because I've, I've been training with some people who have run the marathon before. So it's like, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. I just got to do it. So okay. um, I'm not really worried about the training. I just know that, um, different things will arrive, will come about as you're training that you might not be prepared for. So right. that's what I'm trying to say. Have an open mind about everything, <laughs> and you know, expect the worst, <laughs> uh, even if it doesn't happen. But just have, you know, have stuff ready just in case mm-hmm. something happens. So do yeah, not expect the worst. I would say, right. Linda, have yeah. positive thoughts because I would say. I'm the one that had the epic fall. I used to always say, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall, because everyone kept falling in our run group. I don't know if <laughs> both you, Sabrina and Melinda, if you remember, when we used to yeah. start at LA Fitness, mm. um, and then we would go the route that we went, it was uneven even pavement that we would run on, mm. and people would constantly trip and fall. Mm. And I'm like, I'm next, I'm next. I didn't fall in that area, but I didn't fall. I kept saying I was going to fall. So the power of words, is is very meaningful so i would yeah. say just stay positive don't expect the worst melinda expect the best and, and maybe just have no expectations of because that's a lot of pressure you put on yourself because you don't know what to expect because you haven't done it before and just have fun have fun say. but expect the unexpected i, I would yeah, say I that expect, right. expect unexpected so but whatever and i'm gonna give you a chance to ask any questions from our veterans but um just you know giving you some advice whatever you do in training that's what you do on race day so Mm -hmm. your training like it's a race day from what you wear so figure out you have you know however many weeks as care are they doing what 16 18 or 20 week training This thing is 18. 18. So you have, mm-hmm. so you have about, uh, what, 15 more weeks to figure out your clothing. You have time to change your shoes out. Because if you're getting blisters now, then that's definitely something you want to look into, your shoes or your socks. Um, so, yeah, I just got new socks. Um, yeah. Somebody recommended we're going to see if they work. But I've always gotten blisters no matter what shoes I wear. I don't... Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. So. Yeah. So, do you have any that, questions for anyone? Uh oh, I'm sorry. Say say that again, Keisha. You were breaking up. I didn't hear what you said. 
Uh-oh, your connection. I, you're not coming in clear. We're having some technical difficulties from Keisha. Okay, let me move. Can you still hear me or no? That's yeah, that's that. better. Yeah. But now. Hello? Okay. I, I heard you say hello, but that was it. Oh, <laughs> no, I was just saying she... Um, she should definitely figure out, or Melinda, you should definitely figure out what the issue is because you don't want to get into your longer mouth and be in pain. That's just, that'll just be uncomfortable for you. Right. Yeah, I made, I made the mistake of swapping my shoes out too late. Mm. And I got, and so I had too many miles on my, my shoes and then it was started getting blisters and then I swapped them out like the week before race week and I ran in oh. a pair I ran in a pair I did a long run like the week before in a mm -hmm. in my new pair and I was fine and I'm like oh okay these are going to be my my shoes and because I had already ordered new ones but the new ones weren't feeling right and so I used those I used um this other new pair because I typically run in Hoka and, mm -hmm. and then I got a pair of New Balance. And so the, my, the New Balance felt great. And then four miles into the race, my feet started hurting and I went, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the most pain I felt the whole time was my feet. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, and then the other piece of it is like your fueling, like figure mm -hmm. out your fuel um, way beforehand. Cause yeah, yeah that's going to be my biggest issue, I think, because I don't like all the supplements and stuff that people take. Well, you don't have to, yeah, do that. I don't either. So like I carry, you know, a handheld um, and I use noon tablets because I can't do Gatorade. It just doesn't sit well on my stomach. So I had to get used to running with a handheld water bottle um, and then it has a little pocket. So, and then, you know, I'm vegan too. So I had to find vegan gels for my energy so um yeah i don't i don't take anything really on the course um i'll do gatorade once i'm done but not while i'm running because it just does not sit well with me it feels like a brick is just sitting in my stomach if i drink gatorade so yeah start experimenting with your your hydration and your fueling now um so that you know mm -hmm. by time race time comes you know what what you um Right. You know, what works for you and then um and then it's also your pre-race meal that's important and what I think I did my first marathon I think it was 2012 and I still eat the same thing before race <laughs> I have not changed banana and a half a peanut butter sandwich and that's that's what I eat um but yeah so I'm a little superstitious about that so <laughs> And I guess that was, that's one question I was asking of you. Do you all have any things that you, is just a, um, like Alan, so you're the veteran, something that you just, every single time you just do any ritual or superstition or anything? See, I, I have so many, I'm ashamed to say them all, but I, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you something I did for uh, my last Chicago. I changed a lot of things. I should have never done that. I mean, mm -hmm. You know, I usually get like, I, I carry pickle juice because, you know, if you get cramps, those are good to get rid of cramps really fast. Right. Um, 
you know, I, I try to eat like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when I'm running or my youngest daughter kind of meets me and, and gives one to me. One year I didn't take it and I regretted it. So next year <laughs> I got peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I was like, all right, from now on. But last year I didn't do that either. I changed what I usually drink Gatorade. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I, I was, I didn't have Gatorade in my cup with me. And I, and I, I just drank Gatorade at the stations and that was a bad mistake. So I made a lot of bad mistakes. So typically I do the exact same thing. And I, I went back to that for the next race. It's like, you know, I got my pickle juice. I've got my peanut butter jelly sandwich. I've got my, uh, you know, my Gatorade in a cup. And, you know, I, I don't veer from that. Usually for the Chicago Marathon, it's a, my wife drives me to, uh, to the Hilton and we meet with the rest of the folks there um, mm -hmm. after the race. So I, don't, I try not to change anything. Um, you know, I, I try to go to sleep at the same time. I wake at the same time for the marathon that I do every other day of the week. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I, I say, you know, I don't, I mean, literally, the clothes you're gonna wear for the marathon, try them out, wear them for a long run, test them out, and then mothball them away and have you know don't don't try anything new. Race day, don't change you know don't don't try any new shoes, new socks, a brand new shirt that you want to wear. Don't wear the marathon shirt they give you. Don't do it. wear that shirt after. Right. <laughs> don't, don't change anything. You know I, I I did that for years. I changed once and I. I won't do that again. I, I, you know, um, it's that I don't even, I don't know if it's a matter of superstition, but it's just a matter of um, not doing something that works for you. Well, yeah, that's just you know, I guess technique as far as like you're saying clothing and because that's a long time that you're running. So if you're wearing something new that you haven't tried out yet, that could cause chafing, blisters, and that's just uncomfortable for 26.2 miles. Um, so yeah, so start figuring it out, getting your outfit together, your shoes. I did, I, Remy, like you, yeah. I made a mistake getting shoes for a race. Luckily it was a half though. I didn't do it for a full, but it's still, that wasn't, that wasn't wise. I waited a week out, but my latest yeah. I'll go with getting new shoes will be uh, four weeks, yeah. four weeks out. That's the latest I'll go before getting new shoes. Um, Cause actually I, I know I'm need some new shoes before my marathon in September. And I'm kind of nervous about that because I haven't ran a marathon. I didn't run a marathon in 2019 of course. I didn't do it in 20, 2020 or 2021. Didn't realize I didn't do it in 2019. Um, my last marathon was actually 2018. So now I feel like I'm just starting all over. So I'm like in the same boat with you, Melinda. I mean, I have the knowledge of what I need to do, but, but my physical, you know, I haven't ran that distance in like over three years. So I'm, I'm a little nervous. Um, so I started training in June and then I just had some family emergency. So my training is off. I'm like, okay, I just, I, next week, I just have to get back on it. But like training is key. Um, sticking to your training and care is a great group and you know they've been mm -hmm. doing that for a while so but Remy too I want to let you know now Chicago if you decide to do Chicago let us know because we'll be at mile 20 we have like mile 20 is like the BCR the MRDS we we set up our own little um I guess fueling station so whatever you need 
let us yeah. know. And it's at mile 20 is there. We have people who need massages. We have uh, one guy, he's like, I need, you know, a Coke, but I need it to be flat. You know, we get all kinds of requests. Right, right. Is that, and it's at mile 20. So well, you've got actually, we've got a few stations. I mean, we've got the MRV well, yeah. at mile 24. Well, that's true. Yeah. Got kind of, I'll call it the legacy women in the world um, station is at mile 13. Yeah. And Black girls run at mile 17. So, you know, when I look at a marathon, you got to break it up into little pieces. I feel like a marathon doesn't even start to the second part of it. So you get halfway through mm-hmm. when it starts. And then, you you know, I would focus on getting to different landmarks. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you got a friend meeting at a certain spot, you know, so think break it up into little small pieces rather than thinking of it as running the whole 26.2. You know, right. you meet a person here, you go to this station, you go from this right. station to that station, and, you know, you, you you work that way, and then eventually you're on Michigan Avenue, and then you're a couple of miles from the finish line, and you see the guys from then run these streets, and, um, you know, which is great, because there's not there's not as many people um, when you get down to Michigan Avenue towards the end of the race, but, you know, we have a really large contingent of folks that mm-hmm. uh, meet people out there, and, you know, we kind of nudge that last 1.8 miles to the finish line. Um, you, you know, when you get to Michigan Avenue, you know it's done. Right. Also, Michigan Avenue seems like the longest street in the world. <laughs> <We're trying> to- <laughs> <laughs> like, man, how does right. 18th to 16th this long, man? This mm-hmm. is but, you know, it, it's a, but like I said, by the time you get there, you know, you're done, you know, just, right. just keep, you know, and I say with any race, any marathon, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. You mm-hmm. think how much is this whole marathon, you're going to do it just like you do a mile run, you just keep running until right. you hit the finish line and just, just mm-hmm. keep going. Don't, you know, stop for nutrition, gotta go to the bathroom, whatever, you know, but just keep going, keep running. Mm-hmm. Agree. My my thing is, I echo everything you said, Alan, is to just run the mile that you're in. Right. So I, I'm, let me just get to mile one. Oh, mm-hmm. I made it to mile one. So in my <laughs> head, I'm celebrating. Let me just get to mile two. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, one year I went a little crazy. I uh, I stopped at every single mile marker and took a picture and posted on Facebook and put a caption there. And every person I saw that I knew, I was hugging them and taking selfies with them. So I kind of really had fun with that one. And that kind of mm-hmm. did that break up the race. It kind of paced right. me kind of. Um, it drove my wife crazy, but you know, other than you know, but it was, it was like, like you could have finished a long time ago, but you you taking like other pictures. Gotta have some fun with it. But I did will tell you for Chicago, I think it's like mile six or seven, because there's certain things for me that I love about Chicago Marathon, like around mile six or seven, you pass a senior building, senior citizen building, and they're like, you know, they're elderly, but they're at the windows with their signs. And so every you see people looking up like what they're looking up. And so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's a bunch of seniors. And so they have signs at the windows cheering the runners on. And then, of course, Boys Town. I love Boys Town because they just, they get it in. Mm-hmm. They part in. They have the house music. It. They have the drill team. They have the, the drag. They, you know, and they voguing and they just dancing. I'm like, it's like 8.30 in the morning. And it feels like, you know, you get there, you think it's like, you know, 11 p.m. And you're at the club because they just have fun. And so I love Boys Town and then Chinatown. But like Alan said, you know, different parts of Chicago Marathon, um, I break up based on what I like. But that New York, that's that's on my bucket list. I, they just won't let me be great. But oh. I keep trying. I've been denied four times now. So it, you're going to yeah, get in. You're going to get in it. 
So before we go, any other, we've been kind of giving Melinda some tips. Do you all have any other tips you would like to offer or words of encouragement for her? Oh, I'd, I'd like to say this. I uh, I actually run with two pairs. I alternate two pairs of running shoes. So I, I you know, that, um, that kind of takes the pressure off of um, getting a new pair close to the end of, you know, closer to the marathon. If you, you just alternate two, you know, pick one for your longer runs and two, you know, one, one, one pair for your longer runs and one for your shorter runs. And then whatever that one for your longer runs is, that pair of shoes will last you through the marathon. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's actually what I've been doing. I have two pair now that I alternate them. Yeah. Okay. My other bit of advice is to run with us. I love Kira, but um, I, yeah, I know. I've been, you know what, Alan? I I know all of y'all because I see all the races and stuff. Um, I've been telling Jeanette I need to get out there and uh, run on the lakefront. It's just it's so far. <laughs> if you don't do it now, Melinda, do it once you get up into like your longer miles. Oh, yes. It'd yes. be so much better than where we, even if you did it with Kara, running with them is so much better for the longer runs. Yeah. Yeah. Once I get up to like 12, 15, I definitely plan on going to the lake run. I have one last question for you guys because it's Black uh, Music History Music Month. Is there a certain song or a certain genre of music that each of you listen to that motivates you while you're running? yeah i'm i'm hip-hop r&b girl all the way and it has to be a certain tempo of r&b and hip-hop but it's all the like i mean i have a whole i have a playlist called run remy run <laughs> <laughs> and it's just straight hip-hop and r&b okay yeah i have a whole race day playlist that i keep adding to and it's like music at the same age yeah that i mm. run to most of the time i get used to it yeah well, um, I, some of mine is um, a bit embarrassing. Again, uh, you know, there's re <laughs> regulate Warren G and, uh, uh, you know, um, Ludacris. Um, so there's, you know, and then there's the um, theme music from Rocky. So my, my music is all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> whatever works, whatever right, works. Whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one, and one tip I would give, um, if you can find that running community, you know, it makes a huge difference, but also the importance of varying your runs. Um, so like on Tuesdays, we do speed work, you know, track workouts, Thursdays, a tempo run, Saturdays, a long run, but that speed work and tempo run are really like game changers um, to help you. Absolutely. And I want to say this, um, running is important, but cross training is equally yes. important. Mm -hmm. And that's true too. You know, whether that's um that's right, light weights right. with core work whatever um swimming i do all of that um i have been doing yoga for a few years um but all my yoga teachers kind of quit during COVID. but uh, yoga is really important for flexibility so all those things help you uh be more flexible and stronger because uh, if you just run um you kind of run the risk of, of getting injured because uh, mm -hmm. you often overwork your uh your, your muscle the other thing i would mention is the recovery mm -hmm. process like oh, do yeah. not skip recovery and rest and stretching yeah, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. massages like yeah. all of those i get those once a month <laughs> yeah okay well, that's all like just as you're right because i know i i still have to work on i have to work on my flexibility because especially you know when you do the triathlons it's just a lot and so that you're trying to balance and my flexibility is usually the last thing that I 
focus on. But um, we wanna just thank you all for sharing your journey and your experience and congratulate all of you all. Emeritus, and we're congratulating you right now, Melinda, in advance, because you're gonna cross that finish line and get your medal. And um, what's the yeah. date it's for Chicago? Right, right, I yeah. It's, oh yeah, the other thing, what, the, probably one of the most important things, always be aware of where the cameras are. So yes. when you see the man, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the photographer, get your mind, get your smile together, you know, strike a pose because that's like yeah. the worst thing you see all your pictures and you know you looking you know broke down or whatever my person it looked like i was just walking and eating it didn't even look like i ran a marathon <laughs> ridiculous that's so all it was the marathon to me actually <laughs> yeah, the marathon like that. If it was eat and walk i would i'd be down with that right <laughs> no time limits either right just to eat and why i would you know right but thank you all course. We appreciate thank it, you. and thank you for thank sharing you. your journey with us. And um, we wish you all the luck on your future marathons and races. And we know Remy, you're gonna, like you said, New York. Once you, you're not gonna. Once you get to get a taste of it, you know, you just you're sucked in. So you're gonna see those pictures again, and you're gonna be like, okay, yeah, it wasn't that bad. It's not wasn't that bad. Let me go on and do this again. So. You'll be back, yeah. so definitely. You know. yeah, Chicago. You got to come to Chicago, Chicago. Oh yeah, you definitely have to. Yeah, Chicago. I I will actually be. I'm. I was planning on doing the Chicago half for sure, mm -hmm. and then. But I am going to be Chicago um, July 14th through the 18th. So I'd love to come train with you all that week. So yeah, please do. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You get the information. So. We'll, okay. Cool. Yeah, you. Well, you have the emails. It's like I said, Alan. Yeah. He's the administrator person for. Um, BCR MRDS, so he could tell you all the information because he oh, all cool. that. And join the Facebook page as well. We'll, train, uh, and we'll, we'll actually drink um, some. Well, okay, we do drink some after our runs and, <laughs> and all that. So, you know, negated by what we do afterwards, but right, right. <laughs> let's go. Okay, <laughs> that's why I want to come out there, Alan. I say, y'all have a full blown party after each run. That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes we leave a little too late, you know. <laughs> it's a true run. It's a true family. I have to admit, it I, is. Miss, I miss y'all. I do. Yeah, we miss you too, for sure. Thank you. Well, as Keisha and I always say, when we close out, from our soul to your, to soul. your soul. See you guys next time. Take care. All right. All right.